You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Rua Space Podcast, where we look to make space for the Holy Spirit. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin, and we're so glad that you're here with us today. Phil, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, so we are in the midst of a season of gratitude as we move toward Thanksgiving, which is next week, and toward Advent, which happens in a few weeks, which is the time when we anticipate the coming of Jesus. And we are going to do an Advent series, and so we had a few weeks in between, and we thought this is a time to sort of take a step toward intentional gratitude. And so in part one of the series, we talked about gratitude being a habit that we form. It's not just an emotion or something we think about, but gratitude is actually something we shape through our actions. And then in part two this week, we'll finish the series next week, we're going to talk a little bit about gratitude in difficult times. Yes, and this is something that is really near and dear to my heart because I had, uh, we'll give you the short, the short saga here, but I had just a really rough journey a few years ago. We Basically, everything in my life had changed and gone upside down, except that I was married to Phil. And I guess that I was still a Christian. <laughs> Those two <laughs> things were, were constants. Um, I had just had a new baby, and it triggered a whole a whole series of depression. And then, of course, um, if you heard our, our episode on grief and miscarriage, we, we lost two of our babies. And there was just a... There was just a a stretch where life was tough. It wasn't that we didn't appreciate God and we weren't blessed and seeing our blessings, but it didn't feel happy, which is what I used to associate with gratitude. So I'd say prior to that stretch, in my mind, I had always assumed gratitude was kind of this joyful exuberance that I would feel and have. And so then, of course, you're grateful because who couldn't be a happy on a day like this? The sun is shining. All is right in the world, right? Um, very Pollyanna. And then when I had the season that was tough, one of the things that, that we had to wrestle with was how can we be grateful when we're feeling a lot of pain or disappointment or frustration that life doesn't seem to be working out how we thought it would at this point and what can we do about that so that's that's kind of what i wanted to focus in on today was the sense that when we when we think about gratitude it doesn't mean you have to feel grateful to be grateful if that makes sense well, go into it a little more. What does that look like in that experience for you? Then? Okay. Okay. So, so I would say when I've been having some of the harder seasons that we've gone through, it, it wasn't that I couldn't recognize what was good around me, right? Like I could still say, well, I'm grateful we have shelter, right? We know there's people who don't have shelter and I'm grateful for a house, but but then there was that part of me that kind of rebelled and said, but I wish it was my own house or like, well, you know, why can't we have what other people have? And so I think my first challenge is when you're when you're going through a season of grief to really be serious about being grateful for what you can find to be grateful for. And for a while, you may find that 
the tough thing you're going through isn't something that you can see gratitude around or in. You know, yeah, I, I, w- I guess I would interject just to say I feel like what you're saying at this point is not that the gratitude cancels out the grief. And yes. that they're not mutually exclusive as if you can only feel one or the other. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I'm trying to get at. And there was a sense, like I think specifically about when we lost our children, right? When we had the miscarriages. There was a sense in which some people, I think, felt uncomfortable with our grief and they just started spouting gratitude at us. Like, well, you should be grateful you have a healthy boy. Well, you should be grateful you you know you'll get pregnant again. Like, you should be, you know, and then the awful things, right? Which you should a, be grateful to, you are safe from whatever horror was about to come from sickness or whatever. Which is an attempt to cover up the grief with gratitude, as if gratitude can fix right. the difficulty you're going through. Like, and, just be thankful and you'll be okay. Yes. And that felt, one, it was awful <laughs> to have people say because then you feel guilty that you're not grateful. But but the truth is when you're going through grief or pain or just a series of struggling, um, you know, mental illness, anxiety, depression, they're they're real. And in our culture and society today, they're they're big issues many people are struggling with. And so I guess I guess I want to say don't use yeah like Phil was saying don't use gratitude as a band-aid to mask the grief and to prevent yourself from grieving or from experiencing the sense of loss or the sense of sadness that things aren't as you wish they were because that's a very biblical to feel the bad parts of life yes and I think sometimes we think if you're a Christian and have a big enough faith then you'll just be okay no matter what happens. And I think that's very counter to much of what we see in scripture, especially the Psalms. Right. That's what I was actually going to say. You look at Psalms, Lamentations, um, Ecclesiastes, there's there's this sense in which the people in the Bible felt these different negative emotions or emotions our society would label as negative part of, of the human experience. So it's not about saying, hey, I lost my job. Well, I'm grateful that I have a new opportunity. Like, maybe you'll get there. Um, At some point, you'll probably find yourself expressing gratitude for this change. Um, But but you, you don't have to fix that grief or problem in order to be grateful. So what I would encourage you to do, one of the things that that helped me was to think of things unrelated to what you're struggling with that you can be grateful for. So if you're struggling with housing and paying your bills, yes, you may find gratitude that that you were able to cover this bill or whatever, but you might find it easier to cultivate a sense of gratitude by looking at things not associated with money. Um, because that's a stressor in your life right now. So perhaps you look around and you say, okay, you know what? Like, I'm really grateful that it's fall and there's these beautiful colors around me and, you know, nature shows the glory of God. It, do you see what I'm saying? There's this sense in which sometimes I think we're pressured to apply the gratitude to a place full of grief. And you can, it's not bad or wrong. Um, we just feel strongly also about allowing yourself to grieve or process your thing first. But the, yeah, to to say, I'm grateful for and find a different unrelated topic that you can start to explore as you practice this habit. Well, and I, it's reminding me as you're saying this of Ed Dobson, mm. who was a pastor up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He was kind of, um, in a sense, Rob Bell's mentor for a little bit. Like Rob Bell originally was an associate pastor, I believe, at Calvary Church, where mm. Ed Dobson was a pastor. And Ed Dobson ended up finding out he had ALS, 
And you you can watch this story online, right? I think it's called Ed's Story. You can it's purchase worth, it. It is worth your time. <laughs> Absolutely worth it. But it's so interesting because, and I'm telling his story a little bit here, so I won't do it as perfectly as him, but he talks about how there's almost a sense of giving up when he when he felt that, when he learned that he had a diagnosis where there's no cure for ALS. It's just going to get worse and worse. It's going to be painful. It's going to be terrible. And he said he was in a car with a friend who had been through all kinds of terrible, difficult things. And he said, you need to be a Yogi Berra kind of Christian. And I thought that was fascinating because he said, it ain't over till it's over, right? And Ed Dobson all of a sudden said something switched in him where he said, yes, what I'm going through is terrible, but it isn't over till it's over, right? And I believe he ended up living another like 10 or 15 years doing some amazing things, writing some amazing books. And he explores how he went through repentance and forgiveness, like forgiving others. I think he even asked others for forgiveness and just realized that even in the midst of a diagnosis that was literally the worst, I, you know, this is the end, right? Like there is no coming back from this. Ed, you're heading toward your death and it's going to be soon. But he, I think he ended up cultivating gratitude for experiencing what he did get to experience. He was sort of saying, like, until it's over, I'm going to enjoy and be, you know, thankful for what I do have. And so he found life in the midst of the grief. Mm -hmm. And I think because he realized that we don't control very much in life, right? right? I think sometimes we get really upset because we think we could have done something different. And certainly sometimes we could have, right? But there's a sense in which so much is out of our control that what it really comes down to then is finding our hope in God. Mm -hmm. And and I love this passage in Romans where it talks about Romans chapter 5, verse 3, it says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, which is a weird thing to say, right? We rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. And we could unpack that, you know, the, the, those couple verses forever. But there's a sense in which hope is not optimism. Mm -hmm. Optimism is the idea, well, everything's just going to be okay. Mm -hmm. No, things may not be okay. Hope says in the midst of despair, in the midst of difficulty, that the tomb is empty, that we've received the promise of the Holy Spirit, that what God has done in the past, God will do again, that all of life is a gift. Even if I'm going through something terrible, hope is a deeper sense of I'm not optimistic because I think I'll get better or this will change, but I'm hopeful because of who God is, because of what Jesus did, because the Holy Spirit was is with me, that no matter what happens, God is here in me, with me, close to me, and is experiencing what I'm going through as well. So in that, this looks like being willing to acknowledge that you're going through something tough. Um, again, you don't have to be Pollyanna or like Anne of Green Gables about it. You can be, well, actually, Anne of Green Gables, never mind. <laughs> Uh, that's a literary debate for a different time. Um, you can have this true sense of suffering, but still, I guess my encouragement would be to find ways that you can find something, even if it's just one thing every day, that you can be grateful for. And like I said, it could be something really small. I know um, Anne Voskamp writes in her book, 1000 Gifts, where she she was processing a lot of traumas that she had been through in her life and she was dealing with depression and she was challenged to find a thousand different things to be grateful for. And she shares throughout her um, memoir some different items she put on her list. But sometimes it was like the bubbles that popped up unexpectedly while she was washing dishes. 
those those little things <laughs> yeah. right and it's like okay but that bubbles while you wash dishes doesn't change the world but it's but, so full of hope because that is finding meaning in there that right. isn't just like oh it doesn't fix the other situation but it's finding the glory of god in that right and it's looking around yourself and saying okay, I can still see glimpses of God being present. It might not be in the problem that you're going through. It might not be in the grief you are walking through yet. that may not get well, better. <laughs> well, the, I was going to say God is absolutely there in your grief. Right. Sometimes in our grief, we don't see clearly mm. because we're in the midst of processing that. Right. And, and that's why my encouragement really is if you are finding yourself this holiday season in a season of grief or struggle to to look in a new arena for something like let's say let's say that there's been a um, a family trauma and you're grieving that loss in your family or that separation or break or divide so to find something to be grateful for for a season you may have to look outside your family maybe you look out in nature is one of my personal favorites Maybe you look in a friendship, a friend who's always there when you need to when you need somebody to talk to, right? There's different places to look. And and that to me brings us back to the idea that it's cultivated. Mm-hmm. That this is a spiritual discipline of cultivating gratitude that even when we don't feel it, even when we think it may not exist in or you know we we recently interviewed Father Albert Haas who's going to be on the podcast and he talks about ordinary mystics right people who see God in the mundane and the everything that it's just to be open to God's presence and that's why to me it's a spiritual discipline what you're explaining in the bubbles right or in another place is to say I don't feel it right now I don't know where God is. I'm not experiencing it. This is really hard. But I am cultivating the eyes to see and the ears to hear, even in the midst of whatever difficulty I'm going to. And gratitude then shapes us. It shapes then, I believe it'll even shape your experience of that grief and of that suffering. Mm -hmm. Again, not to cover it up, but when we experience God, it, we can't help but leave changed. Right. And so I think our encouragement would be to cultivate this as a practice, even when it might feel impossible. Mm-hmm. And especially to remember, I think what, what I most want you to hear, if you are struggling right now or you know someone who is struggling right now, that gratitude doesn't fix the problem. Right. So you can have a problem and still cultivate gratitude that at some point you may have gratitude for the difficulty you're going through maybe not <laughs> and that and that's okay and learning to have peace with that and look for gratitude in in things you can be grateful for right now even if they're really tiny so i i think our challenge for you this week is to go forth and be willing to look for a glimpse of god that you can be grateful for, no matter how small, no matter how trivial it seems to be. Write it down, take a picture of it, remember that, and don't be afraid that gratitude will take away the truth of your grief or pain because you can have and experience both at the same time. Amen. I think that is a perfect benediction to wrap up part two of our season of gratitude brothers and sisters if you've been enjoying these episodes whether this is your first time you've listened or your 
what are we on? We're on like episode 57 now or something. So wow. if this is your 57th time of listening, we would greatly appreciate a review on iTunes. Just click how many stars you think, hopefully four or five, you know, um, leave a review. We really, really appreciate that. It means a lot to us and it helps us reach more people to make space for the spirit. Brothers and sisters, until next time, grace and peace be with you.